0: Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. That's my man Patrick, the Idillionaire, who's back with us. Um, that's when my man Patrick played some jams intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans who might have had a tough weekend. Also, for you, if you might have had a tough weekend. So, we we'll appreciate his efforts uh, on uh, a smooth soul Monday. You also can hit us up on the Specs text line, 512 337 3776. That's the number to the Specs text line. You can hit us up via Twitter, uh, the Idillionaire Patrick Davis, at it's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. Uh, I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. If you want to reach out to my man, Harge, he actually is on uh, vacation, well-deserved vacation. But you can stalk my man, Harge, at HardballHarge in the Twitterverse. We'll get to some NBA news, notes, and nuggets here. Uh, Also, man, it's another story that's brewing in the sports world that I haven't heard mentioned at all. And maybe it's because now we've had kind of, I don't know, maybe we're at the point now we're talking about the public investment fund, the PIF. Maybe it's a little wearing a little thin maybe at this point it's starting to become annoying to keep talking about the the Saudi backed fund and um, maybe people don't want to get into the conversation anymore after what happened with the PGA Um, but they're making another significant investment in sports I don't know if people want to talk about it. Probably don't.
1: So, you <laughs> don't want to hate another thing about sports. Uh, yeah. I mean,
0: it's 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 significant, I think, but I don't think no people want to talk about. It. So we'll get. I'll, I'll mention it briefly. I won't. We won't go into it in great detail. What was but.
1: that? What was the show that was on ESPN that was like? That uh, it was just a depressing show where it was just <laughs> negative things about sports. Oh, was it bu- um, behind the lines? Behind, just, between the lines? No, nah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I remember the show. I, I just, s- it was yes. my least favorite show in the world. And you're like, I'm sure this is important, but you're literally on a uh, station that's just <laughs> for sports fans. And then you're like, you know, how sports are terrible and you're a bad person for liking them. You're like,
0: Come on, man. <laughs> just no, trying you- to enjoy Sports Center. No, I think you're right about that. Yeah. No, as I'm saying. I don't want to be a buzzkill. Like I don't want to be a buzzkill because I know that's kind of a buzzkill topic. It's like bringing up the, you know, like when we were talking about the, like the, the I don't know, the protests or stuff like that in the NFL, that became kind of a buzzkill because pe- it just put everybody in a bad mood yep. initially from the word go. And they didn't care about the content about it. People just got upset and they just didn't want to hear it. it the eyes of Texas became like that. It didn't even matter if it was compelling content or a compelling update. People were just tired of it, and they didn't want to hear about it at all. Um, So I don't know if we're there with the PIF and the Public Investment Fund, uh, but I think it's getting close. So like I said, I'll mention it briefly, but I won't uh, harp on it for too long. We'll talk some NBA here. Uh, I want to get back to the conversation about the Wimby, Wimby Mania. My man Patrick was a Spurs fan. Uh, that was the big topic of conversation in the NBA. Of course, last week when it became official, official that Wimby Nama, uh was uh, a San Antonio Spurs. They drafted him number one overall. And, and what I liked, Patrick, was the um, kind of whirlwind tour that he took, I thought it was, I, I thought it was great. And I, I know the NBA was a big part of this too, uh, but they did a great job along with the San Antonio Spurs. I saw him everywhere. Like from the beginning of that day of the uh, NBA draft, probably even before that, cause he went on the, uh, the podcast actually. I want to say that was before the draft. That was like two days before the
1: draft. Yeah.
0: Right, that was like that was a couple. Of, we played that before the draft. So a couple yeah. of days before the draft, he started making the rounds. Maybe like two days before uh, the basically, draft.
1: Basically, he got done in the French finals, the end of the week before the draft, and then was in America.
0: Had to be by, by Monday, Monday, Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday. So he it was basically the yeah. whole week,
1: and was, they must have,
0: they must have the schedule ready to go because he he once he got uh, to New York. So Thursday, they said basically he finished playing basketball. You're right. So Thursday before last. So basically that's when he got done playing and then the next week he, he jet sets to America and he tosses the first pitch to Yankees game. I believe he went on that JJ Reddick podcast over the weekend and that and they they yeah. probably they probably uh introduced it or at least revealed it uh that week went on Good Morning America. Uh so he was on Good Morning America kind of talking to the uh, just the not necessarily the NBA hardcore fans, just sports fans or just pop culture fans, and at least now they know who Wynn Binyama is as well. And uh he went I kind of the meet meet the rookies thing, uh, which is also this I saw him with kind of the meet the rookies, they had all the different rookies yeah. out there, which was really cool. And then he went back to San Antonio after being drafted, after doing the the car wash with all the different uh broadcast networks and different uh media <clears throat> outlets. Then he went back to San Antonio, and that's where they had the party for him. They the celebration for Wimby. That's where he gets the breakfast tacos, I believe. I saw the video of him being handed breakfast tacos like on a tarmac. Yes. And he, like, grabbed them in a brown paper bag, and he just got it, like, from whoever. So it was great. Um And we actually had some videos, some sound of him being asked about his breakfast tacos. So we'll get into that, too. Um And then he had the, the Spurs welcome event. And then he was spotted at one of Greg Popovich's favorite restaurants in Southtown, uh, upscale. I don't know if you've been at this or not. Um, and apparently, that's kind of the last place he was spotted. And San Antonio Spurs fans apparently been giving him his space. I mean, they they loved on him when he first got there, but he's been seen a couple of places, just kind of doing his thing. Yeah. And they take a picture and they keep it. They keep it
1: moving. Keep moving. I you know he had the dinner with the dinner yes. with all the the Spurs. Oh, which was royalty. That, that picture was just great. And then it's also great because you're like, David Robinson's like 7 1. Yes. <laughs> that picture. That's like Ginobili looks like. Dinner
0: at Bliss. I don't know what Bliss is. Apparently, a really nice restaurant. I have to try it out if I go down there in San Antonio. And that's where they took the picture you're referring to with Sean Elliott, David Robinson, Manu Ginobili, Tim Duncan, and w- Winbinyama. Yeah. Somebody's going to make that a. Uh they're gonna por- paint that portrait or something one day, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. And, what, de- and what's funny about it is Tony's not there. Yeah, well the I think that's the deal is they're like, You know Tony. Like I you know. and Tony know each other. So we gotta introduce you to the rest of the crew and you know, kinda if he's there he's gonna take over the conversation. So let's let's do the Oh, that's a great point. I, didn't Plus, miss I don't think Tony was in San. I don't think he's been in San Antonio recently. Yeah, he's, he he still has a place there, I believe. But yeah,
0: he actually has business overseas. Yes, and I believe he's still in like France. That. So yeah. he is.
1: So he's not in there where the rest of the guys are still around the franchise a lot more.
0: Man, you thought they could have um, flown him in for that? I don't know. It just seems like that's the only piece that was missing. Otherwise, <laughs> this is one of the most iconic photos for any franchise in the history just of the Just George Gervin walking, putting putting in She the ice, man. That would be great. That would be great. Uh, but, that's no. what, but you're right. I, Tim Duncan and David Robinson, I mean, Tim Duncan, how tall is he?
1: Six. I mean, he was seven, he was listed seven foot, but. seven
0: foot, and David Robinson seven. Foot. I'm pretty old, so when you're old, you shrink a little bit. Yeah, right? but
1: they're both around six eleven, seven foot.
0: And he looks at least. I'm sorry, I'm not joking. At it's at least. Oh man, seven. He looks the, like the he's like, He looks like six to seven inches taller than both of them. Yeah, it's crazy. And I know that's not true, but it's just, that's how it looks. Yeah, man. That is unbelievable. So I'm sure um, Spurs fans out there are really excited. He did say, or he didn't say, but it was reported, I should say, so I'm sure um, he agreed to this, that he is going to participate in the Summer League of some kind. Like, we don't know yes. exactly how much.
1: So, yeah, we would assume that he's not going to do much at in Sacramento. They're doing the California, like the smaller one they're doing California. Some people do Utah, some do California, some do neither. But uh, they're going to do that first. Uh, I doubt he may not even go to that. But I would assume he's a, he will, but I doubt he'll play. Uh, we're going to see a lot more Jabari Rice in that one.
0: Hey, <laughs> I'm cool with that, baby. I'm cool with Jabari uh, Rice, man. Which
1: I love. I saw his uh, his his Instagram. He's posted where he's got a place there in San Antonio now. He just posted something where he's it's in fantastic. the locker room in the Spurs. So very cool to see him going. It's so good. he'll be getting some playing time for them during the summer, summer league. Uh, but, yeah, so I would assume more in Vegas because also when you get to Vegas, that is where it's the unofficial, like, Hangout for all the players too where you start to see all the pros coming in all the veterans coming into vegas this is a cool place to hang out already oh no doubt. and then they go to summer league during the game but you're going to start to see those guys it's going to be their first chance to kind of come over and be like let's go gauge out the rookie and guys like lebron and you know uh you know maybe a jamal murray go out there and say hey to him and some of these you know, uh, Jason Tatum or Jimmy Butler may go out there. And you kind of mm-hmm. get those guys that are more veterans that have been around come and be like, hey, man, let's let's gauge him out and yeah. go say hey to him because we haven't really talked to him yet because, you know, we couldn't really get a hold. But now he's a summer league. Let's go see what's up.
0: Yeah, it's almost like a basketball convention. that cause all The old guys go back there and they get to, get to look at the young guys or, hell, they get to hang out because it's just Vegas. <laughs> so you can almost say it's a work trip. It's a work yeah. trip. And I'm sure Adam Silver – Encourages, hey man, you know, and the shoe companies—they all encourage these stars yeah. like go out there and show your face for a little bit and go hang out in Vegas. It's on us. Just go kick it there yeah. for a day or two.
1: And I mean, and all the hotels and everybody wants them out there because yeah. they know it's now becoming a bigger deal for fans. Because yeah, they're making everyone a trip I know now. Who's gone out there? anybody's covered it is basically like you won't even realize once you go and are just walking around the casinos. You'll be like half of the league is here.
0: Yeah. No, it's like a convention now. It's like an unofficial NBA convention. And yeah. that's smart, too, now that you have hardcore NBA fans who will build their vacation plans around it now. Yeah. They'll be like, all right, man, what's going Oh, go. no,
1: I'm, I plan to go one year. Well, because
0: it, it's probably cheaper to get your kids a chance to see, you know what I mean, like NBA talent up close rather than trying to get it if you are in an NBA city. But even then, well, it's a little and tough. Two,
1: and, too, you can be like, hey, go to the summer league. Daddy will be back. He has to go gamble away your college fund. You, know? <laughs> you can't just. That's a good point, Because you will see a lot of times it is like kids. The kid with the kids hanging out no with, a group, yeah, with a big group of kids. It's like, yeah. who the
0: hell is chaperoning these kids? It's like, he told him, don't leave this damn place. I'm watching on TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh That's a great point, though, man. NBA's done a really good job with that, too. Um, getting back to it, uh, the Wimbenyama, though, and, you know, the, my favorite part of this for Spurs fans, and there's a lot to be excited about and optimistic about, of course. Uh, but without getting deep into the weeks of the X's and O's and how they're going to use them and all that kind of stuff, which I think is also really, really compelling. Because he's a, he's a unicorn. He's an alien. We've never seen anything like him before in the history of the NBA. So how the hell he's used and how they decide to build it and, and construct a roster around him is going to be
1: fascinating. It really is. Yeah, I mean, like uh, a perfect example is Jokic. You see Jokic, and it took them a while to figure out what that roster is. Because he's so unique. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like a guy like Aaron Gordon, you don't know when you get Jokic, and when he starts to be at that next level, you don't know, oh, we need an Aaron Gordon who is a – we don't need a five that doesn't we need a guy who can be a really good on-the-ball defender, but a bigger guy yep. who can come in and play a little bit of this and then maybe shoot a little bit of threes but you don't know that that's what you're trying to build and you just need to find a prototype to build that guy because you have good coaches. You don't know that until you really see, well, what are we missing? So you have to put everything together, throw it out there, go who plays well with them? who has chemistry, what type of player do we need, and then what are we missing and who can we get to that we can either draft somebody or find somebody and try and mold them into this piece that we need. And it just takes a little bit of time. And it, it, when you have the cap room and you have the flexibility they do right now because you have a guy like Doug McDermott and Devontae Graham and a couple other guys that have a little bit more money on their contract, mm-hmm. but they're, they're a year or two left on them, and you can basically ride those out and then have $50 million in cap space in a year or two and then go make a play for another big name. If you find a guy who you really want, you can you know pick up a couple other guys like a John Collins. if you. If that was a guy you felt you needed in a couple years, but John Collins is a guy that you may look at like an Aaron Gordon, Mm -hmm. where if you put him in the right situation, you go, "Oh, we can form him into what we need, and we can get him." We know the athleticism is there. We know that the work is all there. Everything's there. It's just he doesn't play well in the system. So I think that's where the Spurs are just waiting to see what they what they got with Wimby, and and what they have with the rest of the team with him. Yeah, because it's a big difference too. When you know we talked about Texas basketball earlier, there is no number one. There is now a number one in San Antonio. No doubt, there is a guy who needs to take X amount of shots every game. There's a guy who needs to touch the ball X amount of times every yeah. game. There's a guy who needs to you know bring the ball up in the times, and the guy you know you have that guy now, and that hasn't been this case in San Antonio since Kawhi left. Yeah. So I mean, you really now have to figure out. How do these guys? How does Kellen Johnson play when he's going to get the ball a lot less? And Devin Vassell now that he's going to get the ball, you know he's got to get the ball out of his hands a little bit quicker. He can't dribble up and kind of look around as much. He's got it. We got to get into this offense. How does Jeremy Sohan match up? How does he play? Is he a guy that's a, a guy off the bench where you're not necessarily starting him because they're they're both going to play more of the four? And are you going to take him off the bench as an energy guy, mm. or do you, is he able to play and you just play small ball and he plays your five for you? The, all those types of things you're just going to have to kind of see. And when you know your expectations for season one isn't huge, you just don't want to offset your progress into season two.
0: Yeah, and I wonder – yeah, you're right about that because you don't know how long it will take them to construct a roster around them until you can decipher exactly what you need yeah. and diagnose what you need, and it's going to take you at least a season
1: – to see how, yeah. he, how you know, Which, how he which fits. players are, you know, are you worth your long-term deals? Yeah. Which, you know, all that just, you just, it is, it's a unique scenario where as much as you can scout it on everything else, he's been playing with much lesser players in the French League, mm-hmm. and he's been playing against much lesser players. So you just have to take that into account and say, there were some good players there and we can learn some from it, but we need to figure out, and what he, fitting into what pops offense and pop building that offense. Because yeah. he's going to have to rework it now to fit That's what he I'll does. I was going to say,
0: yeah, the offense is going to change anyway. Yeah. It's going to be whatever works for Wimby. is pretty much going to be the offense. Um, he's also skipping the uh, FIBA World Cup Basketball Championships. He's going to skip that and focus on the NBA season and the Olympics. I uh, maybe he played in like 62 games in the French League total. Uh, and if they count that with the NBA season, and hopefully there's a play-in in there or something, uh, but then you count the Paris Olympics, just those three seasons in a two-year span, that's about 170, 180 games. And on a frame like his, and I'm not not—I'm not saying that he can't handle it or he's injury prone, I don't know if you want to take the kind of chances that he's playing that much basketball. So yeah. that's why FIBA's well, and, out.
1: And it's just a large upstep of what you've been doing, like your yeah. training regimen and everything else. Everything. You just have to adjust it all on the fly. I do appreciate he came out and said it wasn't the Spurs who told him to not do FIBA. He he said it was his own medical staff that I'm advised glad. him that way. Smart staff. Well smart and smart of him to understand, hey man, you have to get ahead of these things because people are gonna make a story out of everything you do. So if you do that, then they're gonna go, well, Spurs already tell him what to do. Spurs whoa, oh, he's leaving. He's already he's gonna demand a trade next year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my favorite part of the whole Wimby narrative is that You know, Wimby cried when they drafted him, and he's been talking about how he always dreamed of being drafted by the Spurs. It's the dream team, team that he always wanted to play for. It's the team that his mom and dad wanted him to get drafted by. It is a team that all oh, the fans in France wanted him to be drafted by because over in France they have a different perception of the Spurs than we do here in America. They don't see them as a small market team that happened to be a dynasty. They see them as just a dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he wanted to play for them, and the the fact that you – now, I'm just assuming you won't have to worry in the future about a guy who wants to leave and is thinking about going to a glamour market or somewhere where you know, the, the grass is greener and coming off the Kawhi breakup, which, I mean, honestly, there haven't been too many breakups in the NBA that have been as embarrassing for a franchise considering he tried to ghost the franchise, wanted nothing to do with them, and wanted to leave, and did leave, and by the way, they traded him, and when they traded him, he goes... To Toronto and makes them an NBA champion. Like that is that is heartbreaking
1: embarrassment for a franchise. It is
0: now, and now you get to come back with Wimby, who all he wants is to be a San Antonio Spur.
1: It is, and it's not only that you also get to look over in the in the side <laughs> mirror and be like, "Oh, he's hurt again. Oh, he's hurt again." <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. hurt again. that's true. Good point. Oh, all right, good okay. point. So point. <laughs> you know when you say, Even "Hey, so you get this new thing," you went through it. You know he's playing half seasons. And that appears to be, for him, okay for the rest of his career. You're right. He, no, he really did. He peaked like that was that
0: year after y'all traded him to Toronto. I, that was the peak the record, of Kawhi. He did
1: win a national. He did win an NBA championship with the Spurs and win Finals MVP in that as well. Again, I know, it, was peak. Peak. It, that, was peak. it was not his peak. It was not his peak, though. It was not. But yeah. he did do it for the Spurs as well. No, no, he was great. But which he, is why the reason it hurt so bad was because you were like so many more of these in the future. Uh, uh, he could have definitely got. He would have got at least one more with the yeah, Spurs. No yeah.
0: question with him as the the single. You know, the, the, at least the big piece that you were building around. And no, it was. Like I said it was. I hate to bring. It Spurs, I'm not trying to embarrass you guys or shame you guys. I just love the Shakespearean irony of that now, full circle, you get to rebuild with the best prospects since LeBron James. And now that embarrassing, soul-crushing incident with Kawhi seems like it was a long, long time ago. Seems like forever ago.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say as a Spurs fan, when when he's like, I'm a damn Spur, that was just, Mm. that felt really, really good. Say it with his chest. Just, that felt really, really good mm-hmm. to have somebody be the number one overall pick. This prospect, you win the draft lottery, you see him celebrate there, and then to really want to play in San Antonio, it's just, oh. it, is, it is.
0: And he's going to make San Antonio like now one of the I don't know, basketball meccas of
1: this world, potentially. How many how many, <laughs> how many? small business loans have been put in to open French restaurants in San Antonio? No, seriously. I feel, I feel at least three have already gone in.
0: And all you need is him to endorse it, and yeah. you're good. You yeah. get. You get hey, come on down to Wimby's. <laughs> to Wimby's, that'd be great. Uh, speaking of uh, the love that Spurs have for French players and French players have for the Spurs organization, Spurs, how about this? Uh, they drafted two of them. There, were, there are five French players drafted in this year's draft, and the Spurs drafted two of them. Yeah. It is the second straight year and the third time overall that four or more French players were drafted in the same draft. And there have been more NBA players from France than any other country outside of North
1: America. Hey, and by the way, y'all, those Olympics— are going to be fun to watch with France too. Oh yeah, they're second, right? They're they're projected to do very well, and that is going to be also the you know how well does Wimby do in the two years because he's going to be another year's progressing when he goes to that
0: 2024 Olympics. And, he is, and
1: it's in Paris, yes, is it? I believe so.
0: Oh yeah, it is. that is going to be that's going to be good. And they're they that's why they were no, I don't know if they were upset, but that's why some of them were disappointed about the FIBA announcement because I believe they were they were silver medalists. Yeah, I so think they were ex- going to do well, but i, I now they're not going to be as well, do as well.
1: No, but they will. I, I think they're going to be were those, much happier with him being able to be there.
0: Will the other French players play? The ones I just mentioned, Semo. there were like four of them drafted. In yeah, New- yeah
1: some. I don't know if uh, they Soko, the, 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 the Spurs got as well. That is another French player. Well, they play? got, but he was already a G League Knight, so you don't ah. know if he's. So it, they
0: may not have their full complement until the
1: Olympics. Yeah, the, yeah, and I, Wimby is also probably the only one who can dictate fully. Hey, I want to go do that. A lot of these other players don't necessarily have the pull. If their, their, franchise, their organization tells them. Yeah, their but, franchise yeah. goes, well, we don't want you to go get hurt and do it. Like yeah. We're paying you a lot of money. Whereas in San Antonio, you go, look, whatever you want. Whatever makes Wimby happy. Whatever makes you happy. Whatever makes Wimby happy, man. We, make, we want to help you make the right decision."
0: Especially coming <laughs> off the Kawhi thing. Man, it was like, hey, Wimby, what, what do you want? What, what, what do you want, Wimby? What do you want?
1: Yeah. That's what we want.
0: We want what Wimby wants. Let's open a line of communication. <laughs> For real. No, but he's he's so damn happy, man. He, it's it's uh, He's gleeful. Like when he's, uh, you know, with the Spurs and talk about the Spurs. So I'm happy for Spurs fans out there. Uh, real quick there, uh, before we uh, get to the break here, a couple of stories, uh, NBA stories, uh, that I wanted to get to. Um, and this one broke today. Uh, it's a trade. Asia Rosarowski broke it earlier today that the Hawks are trading John Collins, uh, essentially trying to get rid of that contract. Uh, but the Hawks making a move um earlier today to uh trade John Constant, they're gonna get Rudy Gay. And, uh, so they trade John Constant to Jazz and the Hawks are gonna acquire forward Rudy Gay and a future second round pick for Collins who's old. And, and I'm a big million. Rudy
1: Gay fan, but he was on the backside of his career when he was with the Spurs several years ago. He thirty six years old. You I, I
0: didn't realize he was that old.
1: Yeah, he has been around for a little while. So he he's a good veteran. I'm sure you know, hopefully he will stay there and get to play some uh But, yeah, that is not necessarily – that was more of a just a salary dump. It wasn't for the player. It's going
0: to be so much of that salary dump stuff.
1: Well, and, I mean, they're they're at a crossroads right now because they made that trade for DeJounte Murray, uh, and then they had that terrible start to the season. They get Quinn Snyder, and it turns around Mm -hmm. a little bit. But, basically, if it doesn't work out – so you need to pick up some different players. They signed a lot of guys to bad contracts, like a lot of guys to bad contracts in Atlanta. So you had to get a little bit more flexibility in there. Because you are at a point, if you get to the trade deadline this year, and it's still not working, you're going to yeah. start taking calls. And if you get into ne- if you don't if you miss the playoffs <sighs> next year, you know you're a playing team this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means you're regressing. If you miss, a, then it's like okay, Trey Young experiment over. Do we do we go far with Dejounte Murray and, and we try and build around that, or do we trade Dejounte Murray and Trey Young and restart completely? Uh, But I think this is going to be the year of the Trey Young, do we think we can advance with him, or is this we're going to have to figure something out?
0: Yeah, because, and I said you brought this up months ago, but I did some reading and found a great Forbes article breaking it down uh, in detail. But basically in the next three years, the the new CBA kicks in July 1st, um, and it essentially is going to have some huge restrictions on teams who are basically building their roster and their uh, at least the they're being irresponsible in their salary cap approach by building their roster. So the new C B A basically introduces a second salary cap apron of like seventeen and a half million above the luxury tax line, essentially giving teams a little wiggle room. Say you screwed up something, say something ain't right, they'll give you seventeen million dollars of wiggle room. So that you're not they're not gonna just totally Uh, you know, penalize you and and have very strict and harsh penalties for you going over the first luxury tax line and threshold. But when you go past the second apron of the luxury tax, things get real crazy. So beginning this summer, teams above the second apron will lose access to the taxpayer mid-level exception, and they'll be limited to taking back no more than 110% of the salary that they send out in trades. Right now I think it's like 125 130%. Yeah. The penalties get even worse in 23-24. Starting next season, teams above the second apron can't take back more money than they send out in trades. Yep. They can't trade a first-round pick seven years in the future, can't aggregate salaries in trades, or receive players on existing contracts if they sign and trade away their own free Agents, in other words, and by 2024 and 2025, teams above the second apron will largely be limited to just resigning their own players and handing out veteran minimum contracts in free agency. That's it. it basically, it, it's going to be that restrictive and that harsh if you go over the second apron of the salary cap. So no more Clippers and Warriors who have these billionaire owners who got, I got the money. I don't give a damn about the luxury tax. I'll spend it because I'll make it back when we win the title. That's not the way it's going to work anymore. No, they
1: were trying to get, I believe the Warriors were a big reason for it, but trying to get to that point where they're like, well, it's not like, how do you expect us to compete when these guys are willing to trade? And then they get these trade exemptions where then they can trade. Like the Warriors, what they did was they just keep trading pieces and then re-sign, and then you go, oh, now we got a Wiggins. We were able to make three trades, and now we get another <laughs> superstar, and we can just pay him now. And we'll, it doesn't matter. We're just going under the cap again. Yep. Like, we we'll are just go in that luxury. We don't care. They're trying to get away from that. I, I get it. it it's going to be interesting. I don't know how it's going to end up, because uh, the basic theory that most people have is that it's going to cost a lot of players in that middle range a lot of money. The veterans, yeah. Uh... But, but, like, just those guys there were normally a – Hey, man, you can make 20 million a year. You're going to be now down to about 12 again, uh, which is still good money. But, saying, yeah. but no, yeah. but I mean, but still, we, I get you hey, know. the
0: value, their value yeah, but over drops. over four years,
1: yeah. what, $8 million a year over four years? It's a lot of money to lose over that deal. The question is going to be does a, there's two parts. The new TV deal, how much money are they able to get for that new TV mm-hmm. deal, which is going to raise the salary cap, which is kind of where all this is based in, that they expect the salary cap to take so a, below, big, a big enough jump. Uh, and then two is going to be those mm-hmm. max salaries. Do people stop signing guys to max salaries like a Bradley Beal, who's not, who's not a number one guy? He's not going to win you a franchise. Like, you can't win yeah. with him as a number Everybody one guy. Everybody can't get max salaries, man. D- yeah. Do those guys start to cut away from number two mm-hmm. and number three guys getting max salaries? I think mm-hmm. that makes more sense, but people are so worried about losing them that they just can- I- they're just they still continuing. There's still need to Can't for- risk it. So th- that's the one that it- it'll be interesting to see going forward. But we do see a lot of teams – trying to get out of it. Also Atlanta we talked about uh, DeJounte Murray's a free agent next year. So they're if they're working on an extension, you've got to clear up some cap space to go give him forty million a year. <sighs> Man. And you're already paying Trey Young forty five million a year.
0: Man, yeah, the NBA, yeah, it, it's one of the I, reasons the Spurs traded DeJounte
1: was they were not going to pay, pay him their, that kind of money. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um and that's why I think you're seeing a couple of teams now and the Suns, I don't know if they count because they're their new owner. He's just he's he there's going all in and then there's going doing what he's doing.
1: <laughs> there is <they're laughs> playing NBA two K.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Um uh, and they I think Boston, but Boston I think is trying to give it one last go before they gotta deal with their salary cap issues. Yeah. So they're like, no, let's go. We we're close. Let's go. Let's see if we can get it before the salary cap gets too restrictive in two years. Yeah. But
1: I mean they already moved off Marcus Smart. Honestly, him going to Memphis. I like that. I love I, that. Move. I like it for Memphis, but I remember just saying Memphis. that was already Boston moving off of one of their big names. Yeah. Just to, hey, man, we're not going to be able to, we can't keep everybody, especially if we're going to try and keep Grant Williams. That's more money. So, yeah. I mean, we're seeing it more and more. Uh, I mean, Warriors gave away Jordan Warriors. Poole. Warriors. Yeah. That, oh, man. That, you know what? That's Jordan
0: Poole's going to be happy about that because now Jordan Poole could just go be Jordan Poole.
1: Did you see Draymond Green don't like? Draymond Green don't like Chris Paul.
0: I did see him say he don't like Chris Paul. <laughs> he said he respects him though, but don't he like. him. He him. respects, but I don't like him. Was that? Was that mean he's not going to? I mean, because no, he's, to,
1: he's trying to. He's he's peeing on the floor. I mean, the Warriors like, are like Chris, expecting to
0: resign him. Are they trying to anyway? He's.
1: Chris, he's. I think Draymond Green is just trying to set the pecking order straight. Hey, let you know. Oh. I know you're a Hall of Famer, but I'm the greatest player to ever live. So you got to get behind me in line in the Warriors pecking order.
0: Like, and you know what? The more I think about the Draymond Green Jordan Poole punch in off season, I do think that – I'm not saying that somebody within the organization was ordering a code red, but I do think there were people on the, on the roster who were starting to get a little bit annoyed with Jordan Poole. Oh, stuff something we didn't know about, but stuff that 100%. they knew about, and that he was just he – was, he was putting action into what a lot of people were saying.
1: There was a lot of speculation that Draymond Green opting out part of the deal was he <laughs> opted out and said, Don't call me until Jordan Poole's gone. I wouldn't doubt that at all. That makes sense. And not that he wasn't going to answer the phone call, but that he was going to try and play hardball with him and be like, Hey, I'll be the bad guy. You get rid of him before, and I'll call you back.
0: Yeah. And in the playoffs. He, he he probably felt more justified taking a stance like that yeah. after watching the playoffs and people criticizing Jordan yeah. Poole. But I'm starting to think that everybody felt a certain way about Jordan Poole within the organization and it just felt it just took Draymond Green
1: to go, Oh you know what? I got this. Yeah, let me let it. me go do it. I got and this. Steve Kerr don't like him either. That's what I'm saying. Steve like, Kurt, yeah, <laughs> Steve Kerr doesn't like anyone under the age of 35. <laughs> <laughs> he's becoming crotchety old man. No, now. That, that team hey. is just getting older and older. Hey,
0: he's becoming pop in the in the sense. More right, pop like pop young, every day. Pop
1: loves him, young kids. Well, now he with me. <laughs> I, no, but last year he was like this what is the most true. fun I've had forever.
0: Well, and yeah, the Spurs were the youngest, one of the youngest yeah. teams in the league last he year. He liked
1: it because he didn't have pressure.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's about to change.
1: Well, not not really, not immediately. Yeah, <laughs> quit. It, but you're gonna have to answer a lot more questions, and uh, he don't like that. Uh, he don't. You'll like get that back though. on TV more because we want to see Wimby. Oh, you're right. You're right. The spotlight's about
0: to come back on Pop now. Big. People are gonna get mad at Low Management because you're Low Management, uh, a rookie, and now they're gonna get mad talking about like, oh, he's getting political. Like, no, he's always been political. Y'all just stop <laughs> paying attention to him. He and was
1: political I No, he's
0: always. Saying stuff like that, we just (laughs) stop paying attention. When they don't win championships, we don't we don't watch the Spurs. All right, Uh, we come back. We'll get into uh, Texans signing Will Anderson to a new contract. We'll discuss that on the other side, and also some other NFL news. Notes and Nuggets. We may know the featured team for Hard Knocks. All that and more, and an update on the College World Series right here on Ball Don't Lie, One Hundred (laughs) Four Point One. This is the Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. And like I got to say I'm unfamiliar with this Smooth Soul
1: jam. So this is a song by Eugene Record. Oh, I don't even know. Who is one of the shylights. Oh, now I know the shylights. Okay, so the yeah. song's called Overdose of Joy. I like that. And like the, the song basically starts where he is passed out in the middle of a floor and then Humble brags through the whole first verse where he's like, he's got money and he's dressed nice and he's got his wallet. So he wasn't robbed. Like he's <laughs> he looks so handsome. So he's great. We got, he couldn't be a medical. And then they're like, you know what? He's smiling so big. I bet he had an overdose of joy. And then <gasps> no. And that's, whoa. Yeah. Why the, oh man. And so he had an overdose of joy is what the songs called. Wow. And they say overdose of joy. The second verse is where it gets crazy. Cause then he's like, and I woke up, and I heard, my wa- I heard my girl, and I was like, hey, baby, you come for more. And she's like, honey, the, the doctor said you need some rest. And you're like, you're in a hospital this the second person up, This is-, is dark. Yeah. He's what? in a hospital <laughs> like, hey, baby, you ready to get busy? And you're like, you were in a hospital. <laughs> but he's still so um,
0: high on joy. Yes. <laughs> he is so <laughs>
1: overdose of joy. Whoa. That's how good this woman was to him. Hello, What's the name of this song again? An overdose of Joy by Eugene Record. Okay. Man, it's, it's bonkers, and I love it. Cause it's so catchy, and it's just a happy, catchy song. But the fact that he, when when he's like, "Hey, baby, you coming for more?" She's like, "The doctor said you need some rest." This is a dark place, man. This song. <laughs> it started in a dark place too, I guess. Yeah, I like the first lyrics are like, "I woke up like, or I was found sprawled out on the floor." Wow, it's just a crazy song about a guy who I guess had a heart attack. Or did some other thing. No, uh, we
0: know. Yeah. He, he, yeah. <laughs> Overindulged.
1: Overindulged. Yes. And then the, they came in and they're just like, and he just, in his head, he saw the NTs come in. They were like, uh, we got CCs over there. And he's like, he's like, you know what? I bet they're pretty jealous. Now I'm curious how it ends. Now I'm no, like, it just ends with him singing Overdose of Joy on over again. But it's because it's never addressed. And he is dying. <laughs> that is yeah. not addressed. In his brain, everything's fine. You got to read the contest Clues. Yeah. It is a delusional
0: song. So great. the ending of it is like the Sopranos ending. I, it's left <laughs> up to me to determine my imagination, to determine what happens. It's,
1: it's wow. amazing. Overdose of Joy is the name Overdose of the song, of Chan. Overdose of Joy by Eugene Record. It's off the name of the, the album. <gasps> the what? Eugene Record. The Eugene Record? because wow, his, name his name is Eugene, Eugene Record. Record. And wow. then, yeah, okay, Eugene. Uh, well, one of the highlights. That, that is,
0: that's I, a fun for any of you I'm guys who want to look was, that up. That and, was not
1: a follow up record to this. This is his only record. I believe, he had. That, I believe we went back to the highlights after this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good. Hey, you know what? Smart move. Smart oh, move. I'm Eugene. telling
1: y'all, enjoy that and Whoa. just read the lyrics and hear the song. About an upbeat person waking up in a hospital and be like, "Hey, what's going on, you guys?"
0: Fantastic! It's, it's wonderful. That is, That you're right about that. That's dark. That's dark <laughs> in a in a in a genius way, though.
1: And that and that song is just so positive. The, the whole upbeat, like, yeah, yes, the beats hey. all upbeat. If you don't listen to the lyrics, you will swear that it was about him falling in love, yeah, about having a good time, he's having an no overdose. He's just so such a lucky fella.
0: Oh man, there you go. Seventies, uh, that was seventies, right?
1: Yeah. Had maybe maybe early eighties. Oh, yeah.
0: Weird time. Uh okay, uh, real quick before we go to break here, uh, there's a report from NBC Sports that the JETS 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 believe that they are going to be the pick for hard knocks. Remember, the NFL can compel four teams to do the hard knocks series. Actually, back. Yeah, four teams. It's the Jets, the Saints, the Bears, and the Commanders. And let's be honest, all we want to see is Aaron Rodgers. And the drama king that he is. That's it. We don't care about anything else. Give us Aaron Rodgers. Our, you know what? Don't give me any of this. Just cancel it for the season. Right? <laughs> the, the NFL, you're a television.
1: Look, like, if you have to go to New Orleans, oh, just cancel it. Stand exactly.
0: Just say you're taking a year off or something, man. Come on. Give us the JETS Jets with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, your college World Series finale. Damn, this is a good game
1: right now. It's a good game. Uh, let's let's for spoilers. Spoilers,
0: spoilers. 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 If you are recording this to watch. Spoilers. spoilers. Yep. Good. Great, thank you for that, Patrick. Uh, spoilers. Right now, top of the second inning. LSU up three to two, and we're rooting for Florida. Why? We're rooting for Florida Patrick?
1: because LSU was tied with Texas in uh, national championship. So if LSU wins, they go over. Also note. Bases loaded, one out. Bases loaded? Oh, there's a lot of drama in this So I, this this I, yeah. could get a hand real quick. All right, we'll come back. We'll get ready to wrap it up and
0: put it in the oven right here on Baldwin Line. not The Horn.
1: Pop top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash?
0: Huh? Oh, yeah. You know, I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion
1: sir i got beer i got bottled breast milk eh, why don't we start with the beer okay it's five o'clock somewhere wait it's already five o'clock here it's time for what's on tap how
0: about a nice cool drink
1: that's oh, really man, good. That is good That's good
0: that's
1: pop up top
0: again all right, welcome back time. to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104. Now I'm the Horn. Getting ready to wrap it up and put it in the oven. Before we do, we'll let you know what's on tap. If you missed any part of any of the shows, just go to hornfm.com. You can catch up with them on the podcast page. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you're recording the Cosworld series in which you get home, you can change the channel really quickly. Um, spoiler alert, right now we're up top of the second inning and LSU's up four to
1: two. Four to two. Base is still loaded. Still one out.
0: Ooh, they're putting in some work right already now.
1: Bo- already, already gone to the bullpen.
0: Yeah, this has been. I heard Coach Ty Harrington on B and E this morning talk about how he thought this was going to be a great game. Just he thought he and, and all the. Um, logistics, and, you know, really kind of the X's and O's strategy aside. Just kind of just because it's the third game, yeah. teams are kind of exhausted. They'll have to go all in, all hands on deck, everything you got, kitchen sink and all. And he thought that would end up being a great game between these two teams. Yeah. Hopefully that's the case.
1: And we know Florida's got firepower because they showed it yesterday. Yeah, and you know LSU is embarrassed after yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, if they get they get that lead, you know Skeens is probably going to come in just to try and hold them over for a couple innings somewhere along here. Oh,
0: you got to put him in at one point. You can't because you, you, if you end up losing this game, you know, you know what? Maybe they can control it, they control the game the whole game. But if you end up losing this game and you didn't play Skeens, you would oh Oof. you'd have to you have to answer for that. To yeah. your crowd, to your fan base, to everyone. So I'm sure we'll see him at one point. Just don't know exactly
1: how much. Uh, all right. Well, so what's on tap for you tonight? Uh, I'm probably gonna be watching this game, and uh, maybe I'll I'll tune into some Astros too, and see if I can see some Astros. Astros versus Cardinals.
0: Uh oh yeah I know I've been sad about talking about the Astros lately. We will have I, some more I, Astros. We're talk gonna get it because this
1: weekend, get it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Rangers Astros is Rangers Astros. Is that in the Gilf? Is that at the Gilf? I think it's at the Gilf. I think it's at the Gilf. Which, but it's hey, this is the first time in a long time they have both been good teams. Yeah, well, it's the we first time Astros in they're, they're both above five hundred.
0: Yes, yeah, the first. That's a good point. First time in forever that the Rangers have been top of the division. Yeah, and the Astros have been third right Chasing. now. That's crazy. It's just yeah, yeah, we haven't had that in a while. So that'll be uh, that'll be great drama. So we'll get into a ton of baseball, of course, later on. We'll talk to Astros tonight. Uh, I'm gonna be watching this matchup tonight, I guarantee. So we'll talk a lot of college world series tonight. And yes. I was I was mistaken. You're supposed to be rooting for Florida. Yes, because LSU's guys is seven six,
1: six. so we're both tied at six it's national both championships. Six. So, and uh, you, you don't want them to to go over. But right now. Uh, they're looking pretty
0: good. Hey. All right. So there you go. If you don't know what to root for, you're a Longhorn fan. Now nah, you do. But rooting for the Gators. Uh, I want to thank my man Patrick for everything he does and glad to have him back. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Same time, same channel. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. us talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves. But more importantly, take care of each other. Peace.